0: About a year ago, the entire country was captivated by a Netflix documentary about a guy named Joe Exotic, the Tiger King, and it was probably because we were all under quarantine, and we needed something to occupy ourselves with and talk about, and it was kind of one of those weird unifying moments where we all learned about this guy who ran his own zoo, and this legal battle that he was in with this other woman who ran her own zoo. And then this crazy underground zoo ring where they, you know, trafficked exotic cats. And is it it crazy. It's a crazy story. And we're going to look at it this week on the show. So uh, if you were one of the few who did not see the documentary, uh, strap in because this is a great story. It's our weird world. Our weird World welcome to our weird world I'm your host John Henson and this week we're looking at the story of Joe exotic um, like I said like if you didn't see the documentary um, this is a crazy story like it's up there with uh, Bob Birchtold, if you remember that, like one of the first few episodes uh, of the series. Um, It's it's just crazy. Like there's just insane twists and turns at at every corner. And um, look, if you did see the documentary, stick around uh, because there are a couple of extra details uh, in my version of the story that didn't make it into the documentary. And so um, even if you saw the documentary, you'll still get some more uh, bonus coverage I guess, for that story. So, yeah. I think you know what time it is. Story time. Joe Vogel was born in 1963 to a wealthy farming family in Kansas. And after he graduated high school, he decided to... Uh, start a career as a police officer, but there was a, there was a small problem with that. He was at this time living this secret life as a gay man. And look, it's Kansas in the late seventies. All right. This is part of the Bible belt. You, you just ain't one of them gays. All right. And you know, being gay in the American Midwest, especially, I mean, even today, it's not exactly the, the most welcome thing, but, um, that's what Joe was doing, and he started working as a police officer, uh, but one day his brother kind of outed him to his dad, and at that point, Joe's dad actually forced him to promise that he wouldn't attend his funeral. Like, that's how offended Joe's dad was, that his son was gay, that he's like, you know, don't come to my funeral when you're dead, or whatever. Like, that's probably how Kansas people talk. Um Joe was devastated, all right? And as soon as his father told him that, he basically went out in his cruiser and slammed into a concrete barrier in an attempt to kill himself. And the car nearly flew over the edge, but um it didn't, and then obviously Joe survived the wreck. Um following that, Joe quit the police force and moved down to West Palm Beach, Florida, where he got a job at a pet store. Um, his new neighbor down in uh, West Palm beach worked at an exotic animal park and Joe quickly fell in love with the idea of running his own zoo. A few months later, uh, he moved back across the country to Texas and started making plans to actually build and run his own zoo. Uh, in 1986, uh, Joe and his first husband, Brian Ryan bought a pet store in Arlington, uh, with Joe's brother, Gerald. Um, unfortunately, uh, in 1997, Gerald was hit and killed by a drunk driver, and um, Joe then sold the pet store that he had opened in Texas and used the money that he won from the wrongful death suit to purchase 16 acres of land to open a zoo in Winniewood, Oklahoma, which is a small town about an hour south of Oklahoma City. Uh, when word got out that Joe had opened an exotic animal park, people began dropping off the exotic animals that they no longer wanted. You know, it's like it's like he opens up the zoo and instead of getting flocks of people to visit the zoo, people just started dropping off these crazy animals that they didn't really want to take care of anymore, you know, whether it was like. You know, crazy deer species, or exotic cats, or you know, giant snakes, or whatever. Um, it started with a deer and a buffalo. Like people, people had buffalo as pets, not like raising them on a buffalo farm, but like probably and probably stole a baby buffalo from a buffalo farm, if we're being honest, and then. When the buffalo got too big, they had to get rid of it. Um, The deer and the buffalo were then followed by a mountain lion and a bear because I guess apparently people in Oklahoma are absolutely insane. Who's keeping mountain lions and bears as pets? I mean, you could probably imagine it, but really? (laughs) Like, how do you rationalize that in your mind? "Eh, I'm just going to keep this bear cub. This, this bear won't grow up to be three times my size and try to kill me. No, there's no way that'll happen. Um, in 1999, uh, Joe went down to Dallas to transport a flock of emus back to his zoo. But uh, when several of the emus escaped and made a break for the freeway, Joe quickly grabbed his gun and shot six of them. All right, this is one of the crazy stories that wasn't mentioned in the documentary. Like This is before everything got crazy. Like Joe is down in Texas, these emus are just running off across the prairie towards a busy interstate, and Joe just grabs his shotgun and pops six of them off. Um, Although the SPCA was highly offended by this, as they should be, um, Joe was never charged with a crime. Um, And then when Joe accepted two abandoned tigers in 2000, he fell in love and uh, decided to make big cats the main feature of his operation. And within a few months, Joe was this local celebrity in Oklahoma, but he realized that no one was going to be able to pronounce his name. Like no one's going to think, oh, Joe Scribvogel, Tiger King. Like it just doesn't have a good ring to it. So that's when Joe uh, changed his name to Joe Exotic. And he also bleached his mullet blonde and added multiple silver hoop earrings to his ears, uh, shaved down to a handlebar mustache. And then just got a bunch of very poorly drawn neck tattoos. Uh, when uh, Joe's husband died of HIV in 2001, he began dating JT Hartpence a few weeks later. And this is this was one of those uh, details that I really don't think got enough attention in the story. It's like Joe's husband died, all right, and then a few weeks later, he's just over it and he's dating someone else, like. I don't know. Maybe, maybe people grieve differently. Maybe people move on much faster, process death a lot easier. Um, I don't know. That's just, that just seems crazy to me. Like, I don't, I don't really know anyone who, if they lost their significant other, would be dating someone seriously a few weeks later. It's just really weird. But, um, Hard Pence was a former event producer, and he encouraged Joe to take his big cats on the road. And again, this is another part of the story that didn't, I don't think they really covered that much is is, you know, even though Joe was running the zoo in Oklahoma, he was also doing this uh, road show where he was taking big cats to, you know, malls and stuff where um, or he was going to fairs and shopping malls, and he was allowing people to come up and pet you know, his tiger which that's sounds like a euphemism, but it's not, he had like actual tigers there and he was allowing people to just come up and pet them freely. Um, but Joe wasn't the best at following the rules and he received several citations for violations of animal welfare act standards. Uh, and in 2011, Carol Baskin, a uh, founder of the big cat rescue in Florida, got tired of Joe's mistreatment of the cats and began organizing protests at his shows. All right. So now this is where kind of everything starts. um, in response to uh, the protests that were being organized by Carol Baskin, Joe literally stole the Big Cat Rescue name and logo and began holding shows under that name so that people thought. And, and I mean, it's kind of brilliant, but also super illegal. Like he just took the Big Cat Rescue name and logo, kind of modified it just slightly enough. And people then just began assuming that it was Carol Baskin doing these shows. And. Carol then uh, sued him for the trademark violation and actually won a million dollars. Now, the big sticking point there was Joe didn't have a million dollars. All right, was, you know the the fun line from there is I will never financially recover from this. You know, and he, and he couldn't like he he had no way. Like the zoo was doing fine, but it wasn't making enough in profit because the overhead was so high that he was going to ever come close to being able to pay off the million-dollar settlement to Carol Baskin. So uh, Joe and Hart Pence eventually broke up, and he then met a guy named Travis Maldonado, a former meth addict from California. Uh, Joe quickly fell in love with Travis, and he and his other boyfriend, John Finley, uh, were married in a three-way ceremony in 2014, which is not legal at all, by the way. But, I mean, Joe was just living by his own rules at this point. So, you know, he's already got this one guy, Joe Finley, who wasn't even gay, by the way. Like, Joe was very manipulative in this sort of way where he could take um, these meth addicts, because that's what they are, what they were, anyway, in Oklahoma, and, you know give him shelter, give him food, give him a job. And, you know, he was very outgoing. He was affectionate dude. Like, I don't know that he was this way on purpose. I think he was kind of just, I think he was just kind of a dumb guy, but he could convince these straight men to be his boyfriend and do all of the gay sexes together. But because he was like, he was providing for them and he, he was able to do a lot for him. And so, um, He's now in this like dual marriage with Joe, John Finley, and Travis Maldonado. Um, and Finley, though he was he he got really got jealous of this. Like even though he was straight, he also didn't like the fact that Joe had another boyfriend. It was weird. Like they didn't really super like they didn't explain this super well. But like John Finley was adamant that he was straight. But he also got so jealous of Travis Maldonado that he assaulted Joe in the zoo's parking lot uh, a few months later. Sure. Okay. Um, And eventually, um, John Finley and and, uh, Joe Exotic broke up. And having lost another lover and dealing with more legal trouble, Joe actually started feeling paranoid that Carol was sending spies to the zoo. Uh, he started this online video series and began publishing videos that featuring himself brandishing weapons and playing with explosives. Uh, he even addressed Carol specifically as he held a gun to a blow-up doll in her likeness, calling himself, quote, "...the most dangerous exotic animal owner on this planet." And he promised that if Carol ever tried to bring him down, she would, quote, stop breathing. Sounds like a threat, right? Sounds like some things that you probably cannot say and get away with without some police coming, knocking on your door, seeing you know, hey, what's what's going on? Um, On March 15th, or I'm sorry, March 26th, 2015, the alligator compound at the zoo exploded, boiling all but one of the alligators alive. No one was ever charged with this, but Joe really believed that an animal rights activist led by Carol had committed the crime. Maybe they did. Probably not, though. I kind of tend to think that he did this, right? Because he's he's losing all this money. Um, the Carol Baskin is just relentless in their in her smear campaigns of Joe, and he's got like all these animals require food and the food's expensive and it's probably just easier to kill a bunch of alligators and you know, you boil some gators. Guess what? That's some good eating right there for some of your other animals, but maybe for yourself. Cause gators pretty tasty. Um, in addition to, uh, no, sorry. Uh, as Joe's paranoia grew, he began picking out people in his life that needed to die. Like he really started looking at everyone kind of, uh, You know, in his life, figuring out who was after him. And he realized some people needed to die. And Carol was one of them. Um, Crazy thing enough, though, crazy enough, though, like while all of this is going on, Joe got really involved in politics. Uh, In 2016, he ran for president and actually received 962 votes. Like 962 people probably in the Oklahoma area actually went to the polls And voted for Joe Exotic for president. Like, and look, that's, you know, it's the 2016 election. So it's Trump versus Clinton. I kind of get it. (laughs) I don't blame people in Oklahoma for, because it's like, and, you know, it's like you have Trump who, you know, for all of his business acumen does a lot of gaslighting and probably says a lot of really inappropriate things that someone of a distinguished title as president of the United States probably shouldn't say. And then over here you have Hillary Clinton who first woman president was kind of like the only thing she really had going for, her. you know, she like, I don't, I don't really remember her promising to do much to improve things, you know, it was just like, Hey, remember bill and things were pretty good then in hindsight. I can probably do some of that. I don't know. And so at that point, you're just kind of like, well, this, this old, this old gay tiger fella, he can't do any worse than them 2 I'll just give him a vote. That's it. Um, two years later, obviously because he didn't win presidency two years later, he ran for governor of Oklahoma and received 664 votes, uh, which was obviously not enough to win that seat. Well, things just kept getting crazier. <laughs> and on October 6th, 2017, uh, Joe's husband, Travis, died after accidentally shooting himself in the head. And this was this was one of the most shocking, but also kind of like darkly funny parts of the documentary because they caught this on camera. Um Basically, Travis was telling uh, the employees at the zoo's gift shop where he worked that there was this theory that was circulating on the internet that uh, if you took the magazine out of a Ruger pistol, even if it had a bullet in a chamber, the gun wouldn't fire. And he's telling employees this. He's like, here, look, I'll show you. Click, bang, dead. And it was caught on security. <laughs> it's caught on security footage. And God, it's just, it's kind of funny sad, very sad, but also kind of funny because all you see is one of the employees. He's just sitting there his his jaws on the floor and he's like, because, and look, feel bad for this guy because that it's got to be highly traumatizing to see someone kill themselves right in front of you, whether on purpose or on accident. And, but God, man, it's, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a terrible person for thinking it's funny. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, the The loss of now two husbands to death uh, really made Joe lose interest in running the zoo. Uh, he really got depressed, and he felt as though his entire life just merely involved putting his exotic animals on a dis- on display as a way to solicit donations to keep the zoo in operation. Like he wasn't making a profit. He was literally. Just day to day, just trying to make enough money to cover the expenses. And a couple of weeks later, after Travis's death, Joe prepared to make cage space for new incoming animals by taking five of his oldest tigers and executing them one by one. Um, the documentary kind of, you know, leaves this up to speculation. I, I, There's a lot of evidence to suggest that he actually did this, but... Um, mainly because there's a quote from Joe saying, if I knew it'd be this easy, I'd just blast them all, or however he talked. He had a weird accent. Um, A few days later, uh, Joe really started to ramp up his plot to have certain people killed, namely Carol. Um, He offered an employee named Alan Glover $5,000 to do it. uh, Glover then went to uh, speak to another associate of Joe's named James Gerritsen, who was a strip club owner in Dallas. And Gerritsen... When Glover told him this, Gerritsen alerted the FBI who then arranged a meeting between Joe and an undercover agent. Once, uh, Joe kind of explained everything. It kind of seemed pretty obvious that Joe had paid Glover to go kill Carol Baskin. Joe was then arrested. And after, uh, what was a relatively short trial, uh, he was charged with attempted murder and 17 animal rights violations. And he was sentenced to 22 years in prison. Now, As I record this, uh, Joe is attempting to get a presidential pardon. Um, That's because, as I record this, Donald Trump is still in office. Um, I don't see it happening. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Um, But basically, if Joe does get out, he's kind of promised to really expose all of these other uh, independently owned zoos and, and all that. But... I think the craziest part of this story is behind us. And with that, we're out of story time. So that's, uh, yeah, that's the main story of Joe Exotic. Um, What's crazy is I actually was on a road trip Through that part of Oklahoma and God it was I think I took that road trip in 2018 so kind of at the height of when all of everything when everything was just kind of starting to collapse and it was kind of right around I think uh, his run for governor um, and just him kind of falling apart there and I really regret not knowing this story beforehand because if i had known about this story when i was traveling through oklahoma i 100000% would have stopped at this zoo just to get a first hand account of of everything that was going on there but i didn't missed opportunity so let's see what we learned <laughs> What did we learn? Number one, uh, Joe lost two husbands to death. Um, Not sure if either of those husbands were legitimately also gay or if they were uh, straight like John Finley was. But um, yeah, first husband died of HIV and the other one comically shot himself because he thought that if you took a magazine out of a gun, even if there was a bullet in the chamber, the the gun wouldn't fire. Fact. Fact. Uh, apparently, guns will still fire even if there's not a magazine in there. So, you know, gun safety, you guys. Uh, number two, there are apparently a lot of independently owned zoos across the country, and they are probably doing some real sketchy stuff uh, with their business practices. Uh, number three, um, something new. We're gonna we're switching up a little bit this week. Uh, Joe, in addition to Uh, A lot of his online videos, which you can still see, they're still all up on his YouTube channel. Uh, Joe was also a um, a recording artist of sorts. Um, I hesitate to use the word singer because eh, I don't know about that. But uh, Joe wrote and produced uh, a couple of albums worth of material and... Uh, it's possible that he got a professional singer to do it, and then in his music videos, he just lip-synced over it. Uh, that I wasn't super clear on. But uh, here is a little taste of Joe Exotic. Woke up this morning with the sunshine in my Love how I kind of hit the post there uh, before the as as the song got started. A little radio lingo for you. I know what I'm doing. Um, no, so yeah, that's that's what I was like. The music video for this song is equally as bizarre because it's just him. It, and it's like people at the zoo are in on it, and it's weird. Uh, he's also got a song in there about Carol Baskin killing her husband, which I know that's what you guys were waiting on. He's like, oh, you totally forgot about Carol Baskin. Killed her husband. Yeah. Well, look, this story, this is this episode isn't about Carol Baskin. It's about Joe Exotic. Um, you know, did Carol Baskin kill her husband to get enough money to then run her own big cat rescue and marry the most submissive, creepy weirdo ever? Probably. Uh, look, maybe I don't. I don't think. A lot of people think Carol Baskin murdered her husband. I don't think she did. I think that she definitely paid someone to do it, uh, which is probably also the same as her killing her husband. But um, I'm hoping that more of that story comes out and that she is just uh, a, the subject of, a, of an episode all on her own someday. But yeah, that's the thing. that's I chose not to really focus on that because again, this episode's not really about her. So yeah, wow. Uh, this was the biggest what did we learn segment. And I think we've learned a lot today. So let's wrap it up. <music> next week on our weird world uh oh boy (laughs) so um hey guess what uh you remember how david parker ray was like the worst story i've ever told on here um maybe you thought albert fish was the worst story maybe andre cicatillo um i've got a story that might top that all right it's the story of joseph fretzel um and basically what he did was he kidnapped his daughter and held her captive for a very long time. And there were a lot of things that happened during the time that she was kidnapped that we're gonna get into and it's it's awful. It is really bad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna power through it and we're gonna get through it next week. So again, thank you all for listening. Uh, Keep telling all your friends. That'd be cool. It'd be pretty sweet if you did that. And keep it weird.